Welcome to the new episode of Dakota Boys Talk Movies. Today we have a movie review. Hot off the press. Well, this movie is not hot off the press, but it's in theaters. Uh, uh, at the moment, I guess. <laughs> Unless you listen to this. To this to, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. I don't know. I felt like I was slurring up there. Uh, I guess, listen. Oh, wow, I am having a stroke. <laughs> Unless you're listening to this way down the line, is all I was trying to say. And maybe it's on video. Are you on video? Do people still say that? Dakota, how old am I? I'm having a stroke. I don't know. Uh, uh, they got these. Uh, they have the videos on these plastic circles now. Uh, <laughs> you are a little over the hill, as they say, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about, well, it was called Birds of Prey. In the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, but then it got ch- later changed to Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey or the other way around or something. You know, oh man, I knew this <laughs> title was going to be problematic when they... It's a live, die, repeat situation. <laughs> it because it's just, oh man, it should have just been the Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. I feel like that would have yes, been really... all they would have had to do. Yeah. Yeah, they really... It was an early on dropping of the ball by doing this whole, we're calling it Birds of Prey. And then all of a sudden, it was, wasn't it like right around when the first trailer came out was the first time I, I really remember it being, and the fantabulous emancipation, you know. And I was like, oh no, what have they done? Yeah. Um, uh, some choices were made when it came to the marketing of this movie. I, I just. <laughs> well, okay, so. Uh, to show all our cards here, Dakota's the only one of us who saw this. So that being said, Dakota... I feel like if it was rated <laughs> G, you probably would have seen it too. <laughs> eh, maybe. Mr. I've seen My Little Pony. <laughs> hey, My Little Pony the movie is good. Or as my daughters call it, My Little Pony with Tempest. So that's the name of the villain oh, pony in it. That sounds like a villainous name. Uh, voiced by Emily Blunt. So Really? <laughs> yeah. Birds of Prey, though. <laughs> okay, so I feel like the trailers seemed really similar to how they were trying to market Suicide Squad, which probably is what helped it bomb the first weekend. You know, because I'm... I feel like a lot of people went, "Wait, this is what Suicide Squad did," and then I went to the movie and it was really boring. <laughs> because that's what happened with Suicide Squad is people went to it and they're like, "Well, this trailer made it seem like it was an over the top crazy fest." And then it's mostly them just walking around a city until there's a sky oh, beam at the man. end. Yes. It's, and so uh, that being said, would you say that this movie was closer to what was portrayed in the trailers at least? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, there's there's it seems like the problem nowadays is like all the good stuff were, was in the trailer. There's some stuff in this that I thought was just incredible, funny, just great moments that not even in the trailers at all. Interesting. Well, I did hear that, and you know, some people get a little hyperbolic with things like this, but I did hear that a lot of people were saying that the action sequences in this are some of the best I've ever seen in a superhero movie, or any movie for that matter. Ooh, come on, man. I heard a lot of good talk about the action scenes in this. They're pretty good, but they don't come anywhere near close to John Wick. Come on. <laughs> is it? And I'm wondering, is it just because the women aren't just jumping onto men's heads and throwing them down with their legs? Because that's pretty much all Scarlett Johansson does in the Avengers movies. <laughs> well, it's not that like really frenetic 
quick cut, like shaky, you know, let's, let's, let's do it so fast. You know, your, your eyes are not catching everything. And you would just ignore the fact that this isn't Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Right. That this is just another woman in a wig. Yeah. Um, it's scary, kind of scary how it, there's a lot of like scenes where you can see, uh, Margot Robbie's face and she's doing these stunts. My and, understanding is she tried to do a lot of them yeah. because she, this is like her baby, this movie. Yeah. It's, you know, the film shows her like running around eating garbage food, like something I would eat. And it's like in real life, you know, Margot Robbie's not eating that stuff. She's... I, but maybe she is. <laughs> you know, she might be one of those annoying people where it's like they can eat whatever they want and still look beautiful oh, all the time. Uh, I mean, you know, and then she's trying to look crazy. But <laughs> I mean, we all know she's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know something? Oh, man. I, I, I feel kind of bad for this movie you know people just seem to be ragging on it and it's not it's not doing that well at the box office and i really enjoyed it honestly though i feel like a lot of the a lot of the people who i've heard talk who've seen it go everybody's ragging this movie but i like it but i haven't heard any of the ragging i've only heard the people say that there's ragging going on and so i would say most people who have who i've heard talk about who have seen it have liked it Oh, okay. So, I don't know. But I think the problem is is not enough people went to it. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? That's kind of the problem because this movie is a hard R. This is a violent... Yeah, that, that didn't help. This bro. is a violent movie. This is not Batman 89. This is not Michael Keaton, you know... Just kind of, you know, oh, kick to the kick to the face to the goon, and he's down. No, this is lighting people's face on fire and <laughs> throwing cocaine at people and hitting him with bats. And uh, it's this movie is very violent. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, know what you're getting yourself into. Um, quite a lot of death. I wasn't wasn't prepared for this John Wick level of body count that we have on the screen. How about uh, Dolph Lundgren Punisher? Oh, there's a lot of death oh, in that movie too. You know, that's that's the thing. Not even the John Wick movies come close to that. I mean, <laughs> when there's like two people dying for every minute of the yeah, movie. Yeah, if you, yeah, Dolph Lundgren Punisher. If you average it out, it's about two deaths a minute, <laughs> based on the runtime of movie. Yeah. Um, well, to kind of just get into it, uh, the movie starts off with Harley Quinn being dumped by the Joker. And we don't see him, but she's escorted out of what I'm assuming is his house. And it kind of looks like just, just like a frat house. I was expecting more like a mansion, like they escort well, her. To but the... you got to remember, this particular Joker is basically like, he does seem like he was a frat boy who went crazy. <laughs> so yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it's kind of underwhelming. Well, she gets thrown out on her butt. uh uh, she takes what meager possession she has, and her hammer. <laughs> uh, no, oddly enough, a, a stuffed beaver and a picture of her with uh, the nuns from the orphanage she grew up at. Okay, yeah, it it goes it goes way back into her story, um, and this this whole movie is kind of narrated from her. It's from her point of view, and so it is really silly. They called it Birds of Prey at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's there's a lot of her kind of telling. Telling the story pretty much, and uh, I hate I hate this phrase, but she's a kind of an unreliable narrator. Ah, uh, 
But uh, unlike, you know, the Joker movie, you know, no one's coming out of this like, you know, I don't think some of this stuff happened. I think it was yeah. all in her head. Well, and that was always the question with, with Joker is it's like when he says he wouldn't get it at the end, it's like, okay, was this all just <laughs> him losing his mind or what are we not getting here? Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, she kind of gets back on her feet and she decides, you know, I don't need Mr. J. I'm my own woman now. I don't wow. need no man. Is Harley Quinn in the room right now? You know what, you. <laughs> uh, she takes up roller derby. She's, she you know, starts sure. so- socializing with other women. And, uh, yeah, apparently just drinking her nights away at a club owned by the character Roman Sionis, played by uh, everyone's favorite likable Jedi. <laughs> oh, Liam Neeson? <laughs> wow, you you had to go there. Uh, we all know you're talking about Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> oh, wait, he's Nick Fury in a different universe. That doesn't work. <coughs> no, oh. you, you must be talking about Hayden Christensen. Oh. We got it now. <laughs> We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, okay, yeah, Ewan McGregor is... A young Alec Guinness. <laughs> is the villain of this movie and... Man, he is so far away from Obi-Wan Kenobi in this movie. It's just, I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, he's pretty unhinged, kind of kind of psychotic a little bit. Um, yeah, and this was, this was kind of odd. Uh, one of his henchmen in the movie is uh, Victor Zaz, which uh, in the Batman kind of mythos, he's the serial killer. That uh, after he kills somebody, he like marks himself. He's in the comic. He's a pretty terrifying uh, individual to look at. Uh, in this, he just looks like a club owner. <laughs> it's it, it doesn't have the same effects, and I feel like they should have just named him like I don't know Jimmy or something instead of giving him that Victor Zaz name. Um. Well, anyway, to make a long story short, uh, Harley Quinn decides, "Hey, I'm independent." Um, I'm going to let the world emancipated. (laughs) I'm going to let the world know that I'm not with Joker anymore. So she blows up the a the uh, ace chemicals where, you know, in Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn and Joker had that that moment where he threw let her fall into the vat and he jumped in after her. uh, That was her big transformation. She blows that sky high. Without really thinking about it, because apparently the only reason people tolerated her is because she was the clown prince of crime's girlfriend. And once word gets out that she's on her own, uh, literally assassins are coming out of the woodwork to just to just kill her. Okay, and it's hilarious. Uh, I think it's hilarious, but you know I can't have that really sick, dark sense of humor. Um, <laughs> Because there's just just all types coming after her for various things she did. Stuff she doesn't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. <clears throat> uh, but anyway, uh, eventually you come to find out that uh, Roman Sionis this whole time has actually really hated Harley Quinn. So now that he knows, oh, she's, she's, she's free range, he decides he's going to just kill her. So he sends his his guys out to collect her. They bring her back. Uh, Through a series of unfortunate events, he finds out that this uh, 
really valuable diamond got taken from one of his uh, his henchmen by a pickpocket. And this pickpocket ended up getting immediately arrested by the police. And Harley Quinn's like, hey, don't kill me. Uh, I promise I'll, I'll, I'm really good at finding stuff. I'll go find the diamond. Okay. Yeah, this is... This Wait, is... was this pickpocket Joe Chill, <laughs> and then we once again get to see the Wayne parents killed in this movie? No, oh, unfortunately. I thought for sure the Wayne parents would die in this movie. No. <laughs> it's a DC movie. Um, How could they not die? No, that was in one of the previous movies you saw, this universe Batman. Yeah. Batman's parents killed. I mean, even in Watchmen, they showed the Wayne parents not die. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but anyway, that's that's basically where the film kind of picks up, and uh, uh, you of course introduce the other characters: Journey Smollett Bell. Journey Smollett Bell plays Black Canary. Uh, Elizabeth, uh, apparently I can't. Oh, Mary talk. Elizabeth Winstead. Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays Huntress, um, and Renee Montoya, who some of you may remember from the Batman animated show. Um, which is where she was created along, you know, her, that's where Harley, Harley Quinn was created. Uh, she also shows up in this, played by Rosie Perez, who, uh, uh, I really hate to say this, is kind of the weak point in the casting. Mm. She seems just a little too old to be this, like, hard-nosed, no-nonsense detective who's, you know, kind of just been through too much. She just seems, I don't know, maybe unless that's what they were going for, was just, you know, wanting her to look just old and run down. I, I hate saying that, but. Well, it was the idea there that, yeah, she is just supposed to be kind of like been there, done that, but maybe just Rosie Perez didn't quite play it that way as uh, well. She seems just a little too, a little too seasoned. Okay. Well, I mean, Rosie Perez is older. Yeah. So. But I suppose they didn't want to have somebody, like, too young either. I suppose it's kind of the thing. But what about – they should have just got Sandra Bullock, right, oh, to play God. Renee Montoya? <laughs> that would have been uh, – people would have loved that casting. Oh, God. You know, Sandra Bullock's one of those people, I think, that everyone would have just turned a blind eye to it. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, okay, okay let's let's – who would you – like, think of who do you think would have been? Let's fan cast it a little bit. Who would you have picked maybe for Renee Montoya? Like, do you feel like uh, I probably would have gone with Alice Brega? Okay, yeah, she would be probably more in her forties than because Rosie Perez is probably what late fifties, fifties, yeah, yeah. Because Alice Brega, I was gonna say because you can't go too young either, like a Gina Rodriguez because she's too young <laughs> yeah. or something. But okay. I, that and maybe that casting, I could see her playing a detective like that. That wouldn't have been a bad way to go, even. But okay, well, let's move on. We got the fan. We got it casted. <laughs> Cast. Oh man, um, you know, it's just it is kind of disappointing. This film isn't doing so well because I think it one it has some really thrilling action scenes, and there is actually some very hilarious parts in this. Uh, everyone like ca- twisted hilarious. No. <laughs> well, yes, yes, but genuinely hilarious. Um, people kind of keep trying to people keep trying to compare this to Deadpool, and I oh. think humor-wise, it's a lot funnier. 
Mostly because it doesn't seem like it was written like a 13-year-old who <laughs> grew up watching Family Guy. You mean Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> I just feel like even though he's 40, whatever he is now, like he still acts like a 12-year-old half the time. <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of his charm, though. Is it charm? <laughs> I, I've i been pretty openly not a Ryan Reynolds fan for years, so... You know, it's just you know, I'm kind of mostly bothered by him now. <laughs> the fact that he he constantly has to mock the Green Lantern movie and his first Deadpool portrayal, he has to constantly mock them. But he has a string of just failures. Oh yeah, that he refuses to acknowledge yeah. at all. And Green Lantern is probably better than some of those other failures, like Just Friends. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, where they put him in a fat suit, and they're like, this looks natural. Yeah, this is funny. Look, he looks normal like that. So, Oh, God. <laughs> Back to this movie. Um, Margot Robbie is great. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's great. Uh, Journey Smollett Bell, I think, is great. Uh, I do feel like those two, the two characters they're playing, though, kind of were marginalized a little bit. I think they would have. Uh, they would have worked great had this been like their own movie with like Harley Quinn kind of in it. Oh, okay. And uh, I found this out recently, but uh, Ella J. Bosco, she plays the uh, pickpocket that you know steals the diamond, and Harley Quinn ends up going after. Um, she's uh, she's the niece of Dante Bosco. The creator of Bosco Sticks? No. <laughs> Come on, Rufio. Oh. Yeah. I forgot that that's his name. He mm. went by uh, DJ for a while. Didn't he like DJ Bosco or something, I think? Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, supposedly he did like one of the voices, and I'm not a huge fan of, uh, oh, man, what was it? Uh, Avatar, I think? Yeah, well, let's the see. The Last Airbender, not the... Not the James Cameron film. Uh, yeah, and then there was a movie that in high school that I liked that he was in called Extreme Days, <laughs> and it was like him and a bunch of friends just like snowboarding and skateboarding across the country or something. <laughs> but I was mostly just like, "Hey, it's Rufio, <laughs> skunkhead with too much moose," <laughs> as Robin Williams calls him. But uh. Okay, so in real life, she's his niece? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I just thought that was... Nepotism. Nice. Because they're like, well, we weren't going to have her in the role, but we got a letter from Dante Bosco. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, who? You know, Rufio? I I don't... Oh, we got to put her in. Rufio. (laughs) I don't think he's calling the shots over at Warner Brothers. Oh, you don't even know. (laughs) Rufio owns a WB. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Even though the Japanese now own, you know, Warner Brothers, uh, I don't think he's. I don't think he's calling the shots. It's true. The first, that's their first step, owning Warner. Yeah. Okay. So, and and who directed this? It was. Uh, oh man, I'm trying to remember her name now. Catherine. Who is the director of Birds of Prey? Oh my gosh, uh, that just slipped my mind here. Is a woman director like Catherine Yang or something like that? Or I'm pretty way off. <laughs> yeah, she. I think this is. She really hasn't done much before this, but uh, 
The movie was written by... Don't say Zach Penn. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, David is... S. Goyer. Uh, Kathy Yan. Kath- and then, Kathy Yan. Yeah, Christina Hodson uh, did the script, and I really liked... Uh, she was also the writer behind Bumblebee, which I thought was the... Oh, was yeah, really it was kind of a sleeper hit of 2018. So, yeah, it came out of, like, Christmas 2018, and everybody who went to it liked it, but it kind of just, it just didn't, it just didn't skyrocket as much as I think maybe they were maybe hoping it would. Yeah, which is a shame. I th- it was a good movie, I thought. What well, had Cena. Anything with Cena's good. I mean, he just had a kid's movie come out, Played With Fire. Play With Fire, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know, you have any other thoughts on Birds of Prey? Harley Quinn, whatever we're calling this movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you? Yeah, just Harley. Like, did you? Was there any like? I mean, I guess spoiler alert, just in case there's here. But was there any like big reveals for things to come in the DC universe that they did in this movie? Or are they trying to keep these movies pretty separate? Now? No, this was a very much a standalone movie, which I, you know, that that was kind of refreshing. Yeah, that's kind of nice. That's kind of nice when they. When they do that, I think going forward, I think especially on the DC side, they're going to find that a lot more helpful, you know, and I think eventually Marvel's going to have to do that, too. Like, maybe we should just start doing a few that are on their own because it's just going to get so convoluted and headache inducing if they don't at some point just be like, this is its own thing. And it just kind of gives you a little bit of freedom to do what you want too, which is nice. Well. My one thing I heard with the comparison to Deadpool was that does she break the fourth wall? Yeah, she does. But it's not like continual where she's kind of making jokes about the movie sure. as you're watching it, which I felt was you know, kind of distracting. She doesn't make fun of I, Tanya the whole movie, like uh, <laughs> like Ryan Reynolds makes fun of Green Lantern or something. Like, um, don't put me in ice skates, or just says something <laughs> I don't know what she would say. Yeah, I don't think... No, she doesn't reference any of her she films. She carries a baseball bat, which... Is it the one she used on Nancy Kerrigan? Oh. Well, excuse me. The guy used on Nancy Kerrigan. Oh, lordy. So, okay. So, out of five... Out of five Harley Quinn hammers... Oh, Harley <laughs> Quinn hammers. What would, what would you get this movie, Dakota? Oh, man. Probably three and a half. Three and a half. Well, that's a that's a nice solid. We'll call that a what is that a B minus? We'll say. <laughs> yeah. So, and you think it's fun on the big screen because it seems like they're oh, trying to make it a colorful spectacle of sorts. You know that that is actually one thing that bothered me. Like whoever the costume designer in this was, they just decided to go just wild. Like, okay, there's yeah. Just colors everywhere in this movie, and I feel like it's a little much at times. Mm. It was like maybe they. Over course corrected from Suicide Squad, which is very bleak. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I get it. Like this movie is trying to be its own thing, and yeah, um, people try to compare this movie to that uh, Terminator Dark Fate and that Charlie's Angels reboot. Nobody asked for. Why is it getting compared <laughs> to those movies? Oh well, you know, because it has men, you know, talking down or insulting women and. Women beating up men, and apparently that's that's a big thing now. You can't do that without upsetting men. I, I don't know. 
Well, okay. Neat. I didn't I didn't think the movie <laughs> was like had a feminist message. I mean, of course it's women was, you know, kicking the crap out of men. I didn't think there was anything political about it. Um I guess if that offends you, just go listen to some old school rap, you know, where <laughs> they refer to women by two words. It's one, true. One that rhymes with pitch and <laughs> another that rhymes with mo. <laughs> you know, Those would be the two. That, maybe listen to some rap, that old school rap to uh, even it out. I don't know. Yeah, but not Shaq. Like his rap. I don't know if he does that <laughs> oh, when he God. raps. but <laughs> Although you should listen to his rap. It's... By the way, everybody, Shaq rapped for a while. <laughs> he also was a movie star for a little bit. Oh, he tried. He tried. But yeah, so Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, something, whatever they're calling it. Dakota gives it a three and a half out of five, and I give it a uh, to be continued uh, <laughs> out of five. Was that foreshadowing for a later episode? About, but maybe. I, who knows? So, yeah, so we hope you enjoyed this little chat about the Birds of Prey movie, and uh, we hope you enjoy all our chats, and if you haven't subscribed, we hope you do that so that you can catch all of our chatting. Um, So you can like us on Facebook, you can subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes and all those places. I almost said iTube. That would be weird. Although eventually it probably will be called that, so (laughs) we'll see. Uh, but yeah, you can find us in all those places and, and do that. That would be great and would mean a lot to us. And we thank you for listening to this episode. This is Steven. This is Dakota. See you later. Bye.